unbelievably, even the credits are sexist. How do you fucking make credits sexist? How have they achieved doing that? Let's... let's they're, they're this, even just, they're not saying straight, who it is, are they? They're not saying... straight into the podcast. They're not saying who, who, who's, who's doing what. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. That welcome to the worst slightly. idea of all time live record edition. Episode 13, we'll just flick it down a little bit. Uh, we're joined, uh, my name is Tim Bat. My name's Guy Montgomery. And we're joined by Tim Fitzheim, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Good evening. All the way from England. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you brought me here for this. Ah, oh, well, it was a very... Halfway <laughs> across the world to see this film. Do you want to see the credits? Is this oh, what you I were think, waiting for? I think we should name some of these people for, uh, forever. Oh, it's Steve Austin. They really? Oh, wait, we know him. Should have... If you look, see oh, Dennis Dugan. There's the gym teacher, Dan Patrick. We like the gym teacher. Didn't so now we? you thought, Tim, for time, Do- international comedian, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son features in this film. It so does. Fred Boy. He's there. Look. Oh, there, there he is. Patrick Schwarzenegger. That I was right. Well, he's the guy. He's me. the one that doesn't get any lines. Right. Really. Okay. Are we okay. done with the credits now? Yeah, I think we're there. We just had to double check that I'm not the movie's going on. All right. Uh, now, for go. those of you in the room who don't know the concept, if you came, fuck, what are you doing here? If you came here, you must know. <laughs> Tim and I are watching Grown Ups 2 um, once a week for 52 weeks, and we're reviewing it immediately afterwards. Uh, after last week, we got in James Acaster. Mm. Who you was, just look shattered. You look genuinely yeah, shattered. I was, I was sleeping. Dry. I was having a really good sleep this afternoon, and I woke up. <laughs> And I was like, oh, like I was late. I was late. The reason this whole thing's running late is because I was sleeping. And the, I tell you, the worst reason to get out of bed is to come into the city so you can watch Grown Ups 2. And it's, for, for the how many times? This is the, time the 13th. The 13th. 13th time, Tim Fitzheim. Was it lucky? Was it, uh, lucky? Was it unlucky for you? Listen. Are they all unlucky? Listen, I appreciate you coming on in, on our podcast, but we'll be asking the questions, Okay. Buddy. I want to get your initial thoughts. <laughs> what do you think of this film, this Hollywood film that we're watching 52 it's, times? Uh, it's very well lit, <laughs> isn't it? It's, um, there's definitely been a lot of money spent on the lighting. I, I think that. Now, that sounds like an errant comment maybe a, a slightly cheap comment but it has been noted in previous episodes that the thing with this movie the thing that'll get you is that it has all the appearances of a good movie it looks slick yeah. enough it's shot well yeah. as you say it's lit well yeah. um, the sound mixing the stunts, fine. the stunts stunts are very slick relatively yeah. impressive yeah. quite seamless yeah. um, and yet terrible film yeah, I just like to gauge from the people in the room who's seen who's seen Grown Ups 2 anybody both you two have? <laughs> nice. Why? There's three, there's three. Uh, actually, this podcast kind of inspired me to watch it. You watched it after we warned you not to watch the film. Because <laughs> we say that every week. Yeah, I know, but it, it enriches the listening experience to know what you guys are talking about. I see. Uh, if you can't hear a mic, the man said that uh, it enriches the podcast experience by going it's already, I mean, it's already so rich, I don't know how you could <laughs> handle so any more. Hang on a minute, this is, re- this is reverse Holy market. Shit. What you've achieved... <laughs> what the fuck is this? What the, We've got an audience, baby. What you have Come achieved here is that you have become a successful marketing tool mm. for grown-ups too. That man <laughs> would never have watched this... For, he would never have had to spend, what is it, nearly two hours let, let of me his ask, life. Let me ask you a question. Did you pay money to see it? Thank God. <laughs> and how many how many episodes of the podcast did you listen to before you watched it? Uh, I only discovered the podcast a few weeks ago, so maybe six or seven. And, like and you're like, I just have to know. Well, yeah, yeah. It makes it a lot easier to get through the podcast to listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you could have just stopped listening to the podcast. You don't, you don't need to listen to the podcast. It's a dud, mate. The whole thing's shit. No, listen, we're getting off track in record time. Let's keep this puppy on the on the tracks. <laughs> Tim Fitzheim, our international comedian guest great. this week. Um, By the way, on the if you're listening to the podcast, the 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 man who created the podcast just said this podcast is a dud, <laughs> which which is not. It's again, it's reverse marketing. It's genius. It's very. I don't, know, I don't know if anything that's happening right now is genius, Tim. It's really quite bleak. Um, <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So there's a, there's a little bit of admin. Do you want to get, should we do the admin first or do you want to do the admin later? Do you have any questions for what, Tim up front? Well, I, well I, just, what I noticed immediately in watching it with you, Tim, is often, like when we had James in last week, um, he was sort of, I, I found it, energizing to have someone else watching and experiencing them watching it for the first time yeah. you were really visibly your body language was very depressed yeah it was painful the whole movie yeah. you yeah, were like were, you were, were, it was like you were one of us like you'd watched it <laughs> 12 times already like you weren't even like oh I want you know I, I'm going to enjoy how shit this is you were just yeah. like what's going on and there? I came in so positive as well I was really, when I got out of bed I was really positive about it. I thought this is going to be a great film. Watching it with you guys, this is—we we even had popcorn. Yeah. this was great. This was a, all, it all had the setup yeah. of being exciting and great, and and then it started. I mean, what are you? Some bits were painful. What what juts out at you, right? Just from memory, off the top of your dome, right now. What, at what moments were you, were you just? Because you did, you were doing this. You did the head and the hands. I, I may have done that. Was that five minutes in? <laughs> Roughly. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, what, can you remember specifically any moments which warranted that sort of reaction? I may have hit that. Uh, I think it was in scene one uh, when the the the, the deer, the yes. moose. That dear. was in the bedroom, and I thought that was a great setup. I thought that's that's brilliant. They're waking up, they're in love. This is fantastic. And there's a moose in the bedroom. That's that's really funny. It's quite a big start. And it's a big start. It is a big start. It's yeah. a big start. I thought this is this is obviously a good thing. This is going somewhere. This yeah. is, it's got all the hallmarks. They clearly borrowed it from Hangover, whatever it is with yeah, the tiger. It's, you're it's, right. You know, it's it's that kind of a joke. And then the, the moose is, well, the deer is just there to wee on everyone. Oh yeah. And I, oh yeah, no, well, and it's a, it's a, it's an early setup for the film, and that something will happen, and you think, right, this must mean something. Yeah, it's but going somewhere. It's but going. It's nothing good. means anything in no. the film. And then they managed to scare the moose with 
dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, but I mean, it's, one of, it's yeah. one of the first things that made me wonder if things are going to make sense. I also like, question whether a deer like could go downstairs. You know, with I, do, I do wonder that too. I, I, I wonder that. You can't. I, I'm not sure. What you got to do because when you're watching it, this is because I have this problem with Tim each week when you nitpick and you go, "This is ridiculous. How can this be in the movie?" But if you extrapolate across the whole, like you can say that about everything. What well, we, we want to make an edit where we take out all the superfluous bits. And you probably get like a trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm going to break it to you, Tim. I'm not sure that was a real deer. <laughs> Are you questioning the veracity of that I think mighty elements beast? Of that deer were CGI. Well, I Someone think spent you're a money CGIing a deer. It's the incredible thing, Tim. For that gag, like. And, and this is why How I... How much money does it cost to CGI a deer? It seems like someone, like someone here must work at Weta. We're in New Zealand. <laughs> so someone must know how much money you'd have to spend to get that deer on its... Can de- deer can't go on their hind legs. Can deer go on their hind legs? I, I don't mean, know. Hind legs, clearly Look, a very see- good gag. But the point is... Hind <laughs> Okay, not for everyone. Uh, but my point is that it, it doesn't look plausible and the deer's... No. No, no, but this is what I'm talking and about. And how much is, wee is there in a deer? Oh, and that how deer, does it, how does it stop and start on. the weeing so much? I know. Enough it's, to piss on a family. But, I mean, this is the thing, though, is that you get so obsessed with like it, with speculating over this detail, this yeah, shitty yeah, little detail in yeah. the film, you can do that to every single moment to see, right yeah, the way through. We've now yeah, been yeah. talking for five minutes yeah. about the deer. The deer is the first 30-second gag of the film, of an of a hour, 40-minute film. Okay. But then, as it turns out, vi- a vitally important well, character. Well, it bookends well, the whole thing, the, doesn't it? The, the, the whole thing. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you go. If I may. Um, Tim, we introduced a new segment with James Acaster, yeah. which I would love to get you to do. And that is, uh, uh, look, you, you're an international performer. You're a fabulous comedian. Uh, you can Don't build it up. Here's the bit. Yeah. Guy Montgomery and myself as studio executives. Yeah. And you've got to pitch this movie to us to get it made. And preface it with your preface that you do. Uh, guess what, mate? Tough times. Tough times. The, the global financial crisis has hit us hard. Uh, piracy's on the rise. We're struggling to really find a profitable gold film that's going to just put us head and shoulders above the rest. We need yeah. critical acclaim. We need fantastic box office performance. What's your idea, Tim Fitzsimon? Okay. So, so firstly, thank you for seeing me uh, at such short notice. <laughs> I know how busy you must be with your studios. Uh, you know how. You know how Heineken. You know how Heineken doesn't really taste like anything, and is is kind of quite a bland lager. With, it's my favourite beer. I'm with glad no you brought it up. With no real ups and downs and mm. highs, and it's just a, it's just Heine- and you can you can literally sell it anywhere in the world. And. <laughs> And people will buy it. Oh, yeah. I've got an idea <laughs> that if you could take Heineken and make it into a movie, that's what I'm pitching to you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The, the, Heineken, the, the movie. The bones of your proposal are really exciting to us here, Tim. Um, but, I mean, what, what I'm wondering is oh, how... Oh, and it includes a weeing deer. Well, look, I'm on board. Hey, hey, I'll hey. sign the check right I'm now. I'm not gonna lie, that's a sweetener. You, you got a you gun ho with the pen. See, this there. is guy. It's good cop, bad yeah. cop. Uh, I mean, what, what, what I'm wondering is how how are you going to transfer those, those qualities of Heineken, the beer, and yeah. all of the great market value it's obviously built up over the years? How are yeah. you going to do that in a new movie? Well, um, just like Heineken, I'm going to take all the right ingredients and somehow mess it up. <laughs> that's, 
that's what I'm going to do with that. I'm going to take all the great cast members that they appear to have somehow, and I think it's got to be blackmailed in some cases, have got into so this. So you're telling me you're going to blackmail celebrities yes. into making the Heineken equivalent of movies? Yes, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm on board. All okay, right. and that's how this gets made. Well, I, I know, right? Amazing. I, I don't... I, well... I mean, yeah. what, can we go into some plot, some plot points that you think will, will be a selling point for yes, this film? Yes, I think definitely uh, a, a drugged bus driver for a children's bus. I think that's a winner. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, th- I think if you could take... It's, it's like they've taken comedy and thought it wasn't good enough. <laughs> and so had to put something else... On top of comedy... Do you mean the gag they've thought of, or comedy as a concept? As a concept, <laughs> as an entire concept. Right. So in there, there are moments where you go, that, please stop now, that's a great gag, don't do anything, don't, no, don't do that. Yeah, you're right, because don't there's do that. some don't accidentally do that. hilarious well, moments in the yeah. film. And this is actually... well, there's bound to be, you've got some of the best performers in the world in a film, well, some of the best performers in the world in a film, <laughs> there's bound to be some bits of gold in there because well, those people are funny people. They slipped through the net. It just seemed like they have. This quite <laughs> naturally leads into to the top three, uh, which yeah. is another new feature where we sort of pick out a, a, a list of top three moments in the film. So yeah. last week it was the top three physical gags, was it? Stunts. Stunts. Best stunts. Uh, now this week what we wanted from you, Tim, are the to- your top three belly laughs. Because yeah. I saw a few... Creeped out of your bloody yeah. gullet there, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, that's definitely true. I don't. I th- I really we'll go like in descending order. Uh, wow, I haven't really ordered them. <laughs> I haven't really make it up. It doesn't really matter. Thought, I haven't really thought them through in that uh, the linear way. Um, I liked uh, the 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 PE teacher. I like. Mm. It just made me laugh when he went. Anyone want to see me climb a rope? Who wants to, watch, wants me to watch me climb, climb a rope? rope? <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. That's dead on. That's exactly how he sounds. It's, uh, I, like, I like that. But then they, then they had to mess it up with a, a wacky camera angle. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, ah. Uh, um, so it was, that, was, that was half a belly laugh. I've got to knock half off for, for the wacky camera <laughs> angle. Uh, and then um, the, uh, who's, the, who's the guy with the, the son who is... Um, Bumpy. Special. The oh, Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah. Kevin James. Uh, when he said, uh, when when his son's eating um, ice cream, and he just doesn't even look at him and goes, "That's butter, son." Yeah. Uh, that's a funny laugh. That's yeah, a funny ben, line. Ben, and we can say this because we know the script off by heart. Now, yeah. Bean says, "This is the best vanilla pudding I've ever vanilla tasted." Vanilla pudding. Okay. And Kevin James says, "That's not pudding. That's butter, son." Yeah. Did you not? Because I've watched that. <laughs> a lot? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Did you not think that was irresponsible parenting by Kevin James? Do you not think you shouldn't have your five-year-old boy just hoeing into uh, a tub of butter? Look, I'll be honest, a lot of this film is not sending out very good messages. I mean, the fact that they force-feed alcohol to a dog... Uh, is, <laughs> I'm glad you noticed isn't that. ...isn't great, you know. Uh, there's you a can, lot of bad messages you, there. You can easily skip over that shot, and I think I did on my first couple watches, but yeah... That's well, because your mind can't believe what it's seeing. That's, yeah. It's, it's like, cognitive dissonance. That's actually a, it's actually a callback there because the lady who's doing the beer bong to the dog, because yeah. they just needlessly introduce people and bring them back to try and send, like lend some sense of callback. I don't know, 
Uh, but she's she was the la- the the mum at Kmart yelling at her kids on the way into Kmart. Oh right, what's the yeah. four kids? Oh, I didn't get that. There you go. No, I mean, no, you're I right, and, either, you, and you wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it take honestly, it was about six or seven in when I before <laughs> I was, I'm like yeah. fucking viewing it on a different plane, bro. Yeah, no, you really are now. This okay, is, it's really true. Yeah, so we've got uh, one and so a half belly yeah. laughs, and then the third one um, came almost immediately after that scene where they said that the costume party would be a uh, 1980s-themed costume party, and the genius son kind of goes, wow, the 80s, that's 70 years ago. And then Kevin James just drops his fork, mm. and that's funny. No, fuck it. That's Guy, really you look funny. incredulous, but I'm with you on that. That made me laugh. The ki- Actually, <laughs> so what made me laugh most in this movie was silence. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I appreciate the end point there, but that's not funny, man. Here's a fun fact about. It's yes, yes, the way the kid's going, hey, and then he's going, dunk. Bang. There's something about dropping cutlery that's funny. Kevin. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Kevin James's son in this film is actually played by two boys who are twins, identical twins. So oh, it's wow. the Olsen twins. Um, oh, oh yeah, because that means they can do it cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and they yeah. can kind of skirt around labour laws because wow. they're kids. Oh, wow. Um, Allegedly. But me, I, like, laws here? I, I, floated to, I floated to Guy recently that we should try and get to a point where we can distinguish which kid is which and which scene. Oh, that's good. <laughs> try and pick out the twins. Well, actually, I think they have got slightly... Di- now you say it, I did notice they do have slightly different teeth. 
Oh. So I think you can. I think you really could nail are that. Are you fucking with us? No. I think <laughs> you are you just going to make you us look at this that. kid's teeth for the next <laughs> forty weeks? We got to pay attention saying, to something. I reckon you know the teeth me. could be the thing that might give it away. Okay. Well, I mean that's technically it's two and a half belly laughs, but we'll. We'll round it up, uh, <laughs> Swedish rounding and whatnot. I mean, you also, you, were, you during the movie, you had some sort of epiphany where it occurred to you that this this follows some sort of traditional British filmmaking framework. Well, no, I, I, yeah, I think it's there was a thing in Britain called the Carry On films, and they were brilliant to start with. They are amazing films. Like some of the first Carry On films are some of the best films ever made. What is a Carry On film? Uh, it's they they were all called Carry On. Something, something, something. So it's like carry on up the Khyber, carry on on the buses, and it, as in a carry on, as in a right proper carry on, as in a hilarious situation that spins out of control okay, yeah. and weaves itself into a conveniently length film. Uh, and uh, a sort of, not quite a farce, but it's it's there, it was very it was very postcard kind of cartoony style humour, and it had like this, the cast list was stellar. Like I mean, everybody that we we knew and loved from the kind of immediately post-war comedy period was in those films. People like, you know, Kenneth Williams. I think uh, Sergeant Bilko was in one. Phil Silvers was in one. I know all these people. Kenneth Connor. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But it was, it was a huge cast list. Yeah. And yet, some of the later films were... Were, were, were not great. Grown Ups Toosian. They were. They were. And I think that that's the thing. They've clearly got here... I mean, you have to say, Adam... Is it what's his name? So, and Sam, Sandler, Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. Is, is, Sandler's better. Is a, is a bit of a genius. He's a genius because what he's what he's worked out mm. is essentially a way of spending time with what are clearly his mates, yeah, and being paid an enormous amount of money, correct, to basically just sit round and it's almost like he's come up with a Saturday Night Live pension scheme, <laughs> and, and that's it. That's that's what it is. That's amazing. What is incredible is that James A. Caster last week had exactly the same takeaway. Right, he's like. Because we're going, this is terrible. I mean, do you think they're having fun on set? And he's going, fucking A, they're having fun on set. Yeah. They're making a shit product they don't care about. They're just hanging out with their mates, getting paid heaps of cash. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, you can, you can tell that. Because some of the lines, they don't even say them properly. So you can't actually even... You're, I'm straining and going, what was that line? What did he actually say? And the guy's going... And the director, uh, Dennis Dugan, who we know as the doctor in the yep. um, hospital scene, yeah. is going, we need to take that again. And uh, Chris Rock's going... Fuck that. <laughs> I am not here to do retakes. I'm here to get paid and leave. And actually, the, the, the doctor's actually quite a good actor. I it, thought he was, uh, he was he's, pretty good. He's actually playing it, you know, straight. Um, now, Tim Bat, I'd just like to check in with you. You know, obviously, it's a different vibe this week. We've watched it on a computer yep. in a room, mm. and there's an audience for the, for the podcast. I mean, where are you at? What's your mental state? How are you feeling about the... The whole shebang. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> really bad. I thought that this... And it's been... Uh, how many days since we did the it will last be, one? Eight or so, nine? Yeah, yeah, it's something. been a few. Um, did and, you miss it? Well, generally speaking, Tim, what happens is that if we do it uh, outside of the seven-day regular rotate, I, I have a new zest for the film. Um, that did not come through today at all. And uh, I wasn't reinvigorated by a guest or the live audience, which thank you very much, uh, all of you, for coming. Um, but you've done me no good. Uh, I, feel, I feel depressed. I feel nervous again. I feel very worried about the rest of the watchers. You've got 40 you, to go. But do you think you're going to have to just keep upping the stakes? Are you essentially going to have to watch the film by the end just to get through it? Are you going to have to do that ascent from the Sky Tower? <laughs> 
while you're watching yeah. the film just to, just to kind of spice it up a bit and get some kind of... Well, some ideas have been postulated around certain chemical enhancements yeah. uh, of, of, of the watchers of the films, which I don't think we'll ever... Um, maybe some of the fun of the podcast will be we'll never explicitly say what we're on, but it's up to you yeah. to guess what we've done before we've watched it this week. Well, I, I do think we're generally occasionally are approaching a level of delirium where it will be very difficult to tell if we are on drugs or we're... I mean, it is, it's a weird little three-hour mental bubble that we do go into each week mm. where you're not really engaging with the real world or society at large and I mean it's it's really nice to have people like you come into and and, and dip your toe in the in the grown-ups two pool break so out yeah. to speak it's, it's painful monotony yeah I mean it, it the the material is essentially like it's, it's it's fat children that seems to be a big like inspiration for a lot of the gags mm. Uh, and, uh, and well, part of the jokes, I think, would be a more well, fear. Yeah, but push I mean, up bras. Yeah, push up bras appear to be a big theme. Uh, <laughs> and, motif. and and people with bald heads. Mm. So it's just like th- those are the three go-to. It's like, hang on a minute, have we done a joke about one of these three, or vomit, or we, uh, as a side thing? In the last five, no, we've got to get one in. That's that's the bottom line. Have we have we have we not done enough of those? It's kind of a weird. It's a weird go-to thing, isn't it? Well, it's a weird. The whole the tone of the movie is weird because it's not it, it's not pitched at adults. It's not pitched at like I mean, who who do you think who's the, who are they making this movie for? I think this movie, and I was thinking about this as I was watching it. I think this movie is actually intended to be a family movie. I think this is a movie that is intended for parents to be able to take their kids to, and for both of them to laugh. So I think that's the intention. Well, they that's the only way that I can... <laughs> they've, they've missed on both targets. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have attempted to shoot down the middle, and you two guys would be the middle, and not even you're laughing. So you're they've, right. they've missed two targets, not be, even hit the thing in uh, the middle. If you're aiming for the bullseye, uh, Monty's on one side, I'm on the other of the peripheral of the bullseye target, and yeah. the arrow has gone sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, actually, if the whole success of this movie is that there are a lot more of these podcasts out there and basically a whole like 52 million people are making a podcast about Grown Ups 2 and that's how it's getting the viewing figures I mean, <laughs> I mean do you as a concept for a podcast what do you, I mean, where do you see this going for us because you, you get to, when you're watching it with us you can see our body language you can see how we're acting oh I see it going into meds I, I see it <laughs> you know hardcore doctors being involved in this by the end I can see we're only on what I say only you're on 13 and you've got to get to 52 that's, that's 39 to go exactly not or, that anyone's counting as a joke in the as a joke in the film would be that's only 70 to go uh, <laughs> but uh, he's got the format that uh, that that's the kind of, you know it's I mean I, I just see it going by the end is going to be a real it, it's going to be a tearjerker Monty uh, let me ask you directly how, how's your mental well-being and fitness at this juncture uh, I mean I'm usually pretty upbeat it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's like it's just <laughs> quite a mean spirited laugh. <laughs> um, it's just look at they can't see your eyes on the podcast. I'm just going to describe, describe the dishevelled man sitting next to me, going, "I'm usually quite upbeat." <laughs> and uh, I want you all to imagine a man who, if he was slumped, like lying down next to a bottle shop, would not look out of place. <laughs> That's how upbeat and... You're not upbeat those guys, though. They're fucking getting it done. Uh, look. Upbeat, lying down. I just... I, I just... It's... Well, I said sort of... Uh, with... 
At the start, I said th- with 39 to go. There's 39 more to go. And that was sort of to be like, only 39 to go. But it's the, that number's so much bigger than the number of times we've watched it. You've done a Tim. I've done a Tim bat. As I've gone, because I was like, you know, you've got these benchmarks. You go, you get through 10 or 11 and you go, well, we're a fifth of the way there. Mm. And that's how I was looking at it. I was like, a fifth of the way there? That's so far along. But... <laughs> That means that we've got four fifths of it to go. Correct. Yeah. That is a much bigger number, Tim. It is. Four times, in fact, if you did the math. And I mean, also, how many hours of your life are you going to spend on that? Well, this is That's, an interesting statistic. Well, it's what, isn't three it? times fifty-two, pretty much, is the situation. Why? Oh, because it's, it's three hours. It's an hour plus forty the plus the podcast, and then you have to. I mean, I get to just walk out after we record. Tim has to go home and like. Slap it up like on it. Play do all the stuff with a computer that I don't know how to do. Somewhere. Um, nice. I think there's one. That, it was difficult. It, where's the heart of this film? That you guys have seen it loads. Oh, I, I can tell you. Okay. If because I know what you mean by that, which yeah. is kind of the spiritual heart of it. But there's a specific moment um, in the film where there is a, a, a oh, there's maybe there's two. When Chris Rock is talking to his son, right. saying, "Don't go and kill yourself because you'll precious cargo before he takes his driver's." You, if you yes. kill yourself, I'll have to kill you. As yeah. the, he did as, as a, there was a joke in the movie I had for the first time today, which is unbelievable <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. And fuck, what is the other one? I, well, I don't even know why I, that is part I of the heart if, of the movie. I don't know what the fuck. The, you're oh, talking I know about. what it is. It's Higgins. It's where Higgins is talking to his son and trying to rekindle some sort of relationship, and it's a That's genuine nice. moment of heart. But then the third one, I, I'd argue, is. I just wonder, is it the kicker when the, when the little kid... Bec- so all three parent-child relationships... I don't count that one. Not- well, it's right, because right, in one moment you get behind <laughs> the kid being the kicker, he squashes him. There's, so, no, well, I'm so, there's no heart... That's not a heart of the film, Tim. That's just where they try and, like, as an attempt at emotional resonance. That's not the heart. But I think they almost let, pull it off. No. So it's, it's, more, no it's, it's more like right. three attempts at cynical emotional blackmail. Is yes. That, is that what you're... That absolutely. Is a completely correct There's no, right, there's no purpose. There's nothing, there's nothing redeeming. It's just, like, it's just a series of failed jokes. And when one joke fails for long enough, they just do a hard cut to another setup for another failed joke, and it goes on and on. And occasionally they'll reference one of the failed jokes from before, and it just keeps going until an hour and forty-one minutes of your life's gone away. Okay. And Adam Sandler does a burp snart All before right. he like he's gonna fuck uh, his pregnant me, wife. Let me stop. And you it's there. just Monty. Let me let me let's 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 pull this aeroplane up. Let's <laughs> grab the wheel. Let's get, grab the old it, sticks and pull it up because it's time. <laughs> it's time for the patented worst idea of all time: Actually, shining light. Just in fairness, that the, the don't always hard cut on the jokes. There's that one that doesn't <laughs> go. Cross they, they, there's they definitely are. one that goes nowhere at all, and they, they just cross dissolve it. They think, oh, yeah. In a desperate bid to like go. I, I, I. That's, that's just the editor going. Yeah. I, I, the maniacal, <laughs> the maniacal <laughs> laughter of Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just, that's dissolves that's into it, another scene because they're like, it. well, there's nothing just here. Going, so. hey, <laughs> hey, hey, that is hey. one of the fun ways to watch the film is imagining the editor and the yeah. Going, what I mean, re- come on, so, guys. Is this? Is this a, have I got all the Real? Yeah. Is, isn't this the dailies? I thought well, this is all the alternate takes. The, the editing, on. again, the editing is brilliant. Yeah. Just like the lighting, brilliant. Yeah, and brilliant. Then, and there's there. that one. There's that one moment where the girls meant to, the little daughters well, meant to cry. Hold that thought. Hold that thought for one moment. Okay. Too, because I want to preface this with the shining light. So this is the part of the podcast where we say a genuine moment of the film where we enjoyed. I should have said that. Well, Thusly, I just want to a qu- part of the movie which we genuinely enjoyed. Before, before I, I, I I'm sure I, I will try, uh, but uh, I'm sure I'll try. There's, there's a, uh, there's the moment. I, I, the reason I think the editing is so good, I don't know if you noticed, but when, when the girl is meant to cry because she's lost her, 
um, Mr. Gigglesworth, the, the, the monkey, yes. to the deer. Oh. This doesn't make sense, even when I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> when she's meant to cry, she clearly can't cry as an actress. Hey. And there's a quick cut. Hands have, have off, Becky Fader, mate. Have you noticed it? She, she goes like this. She genuinely goes. She goes. And then they cut immediately. <laughs> they literally go. It clearly doesn't pan out for her in the crying stage. I can't believe you because I think she's probably the finest actor in the film. Exactly. That's my point. There we go. You've hit it on the head. Okay, so now... The shining light. The shining light. The shining light. The shining... Who wants to go first? I wrote it down, but I've sweated it off, and now I can't remember (laughs) what it was. The shining light. Shit, what does it say? Um, I wrote it on my hand. I shouldn't have done that. It's, um... My shining light, it wasn't really to do with the movie, it just changed the viewing, was finding out that Arnold Schwarzenegger's son plays one of the frat boys. Yeah. And is... Like one of yeah. the worst actors in yeah. the world. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it'd be interesting to research to see: did he go to a frat, whatever that is, and if so, is he essentially just being asked to play himself, and is clearly unable to do that? <laughs> that would be what I'd like to. Was that like the progeny of Schwarzenegger with the uh, Maria Shriver? Yeah, no, that... no, it's not the it's not the maid. It's not the, the, it's the actual wife. Oh, I think you think okay. Schwarzenegger no, will give his love child his. Very distinguishable surname. Yes, A and B. It's like Higgins, though. It's like he's trying to make it up to him. Publicise him in a film. That seems a bit tactless to his wife. I mean, no longer. Maybe, I don't know. Are they... Who can say? This thing's going off the rails. Um, Shining light for you, Tim. Shining... Shining light. Um, Struggling. Shining light. He's struggling. Uh, Oh, I know. I've got it. It was that moment where the policeman... Uh, does a like a Starsky and Hutch jump across the bonnet of the car and caves the bonnet of the car. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I really yeah. like that. That's got to be one of your belly laughs. I really you were like losing that. I really it. like that. <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. That made me laugh. Shaq genuinely destroying the bonnet yeah. of the car. But the, the thing with that, the problem they've got with that policeman character, who is, I think he's got some of the best moments, mm. is that all of the jokes that he does yeah. have been done in Police Academy by Hightower. It's the yeah, same jokes. Right. It's exactly the same but jokes. At the end of that, Big tall Shaq. policeman. So, same thing. Tim, your shining light, please. Oh God, I, I, I've been, str- I've been trying to. Come think on, of just one. figure out what's on your hand. Oh, I can't. I can't. That's illegible. I can't read out that at all. Um, awkward. Yeah, is that what this is? Did you say awkward. Is that, well, that word's just. Just. This is, a, think this is a good dead. listening experience. This part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I quite like the bit where they break and the, the bus driver smashes into the back of the bus. They killed Matt. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. killed that's him, That's quite man. funny. They're, no, they, they haven't killed him. I mean, they, they just, have definitely just what, heavily... They killed him. What I'm noticing... He's heavily medicated. In all of your moments, they're, 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 it's a physical moment that doesn't involve dialogue, almost exclusively. Yeah, no, as I said to you, the silence is the best bit <laughs> in this film. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stand by that. My shining light today is... Uh, part of that monstrous scene that takes place in, inside of a Kmart where uh, and actually you there's a lot me, of Kmart by oh the way oh my goodness is there what we, we have delved yeah, into yeah, this we've, we've covered okay. quite episodes. a lot they definitely okay. paid for a bit of the movie uh, okay. which I think you actually initially brought up a couple of episodes uh, ago Monty where Adam Sandler comes up to Higgins and says uh, hey Crocodile Dundee how to go with the kid that's the line that is the fucking line you know it and it's a it's a fine and brief and rare moment of talented acting by yeah. Adam Sandler in this film. It is a, it is, there's a, there's a, a gem buried amongst a, 
Birdemax, the other stuff. Because there's, enti- there's an entire bit where he goes, Kmart, 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 Kmart. They get paid by the mention. It's like, yeah, I think, I don't know if we said this in the previous pod- in a previous podcast, but it's like um, how Shortland Street has to use a certain amount of Tadeo Māori to get funding from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Or is that you being... Uh, I think that's right. Um, and I think that grown-ups too had to mention Kmart a certain amount of times. Uh, <laughs> same sort of thing. It's appalling. How are we I, going for time? No, we're, it's done. We're done. The only here. thing we're I could done. think of, the only thing I wanted to finish by saying, or not finish, by, but the one thing I did want to say is that at the end, where there's that massive fight scene going on, and the band just carry on playing, the Jay Giles band, yes. they, they carry on playing. It's Chris Rock's daughter singing. The only thing I could think of mm. was. This is like being on the Titanic. <laughs> this yes. is how they must have felt as they saw the iceberg hoving into view. Yes. And like the people were playing and I felt like the three of us were on the deck <laughs> of the Titanic hurtling towards the end of something terrible. Uh, and that, that was my only sort of feeling what, about what that. What a journey. What a fitting metaphor to wrap up the episode. That's, yeah. Tim, thank you so much. Well, Tim, finished- time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, Bloody brilliant. So much more. Don't so, clap into the mic. I'm fucking going to peek it out. I, yeah, you look at it. You can see the sound waves there. Exactly. I really fucked that up. Um, guys, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, um, this year, you're off your bloody chops. Don't watch the film. Don't watch the movie. Uh, follow us on Facebook at The Worst Idea of All Time. We'll be back next week for our 14th viewing. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Uh, Tim, you want to say anything while you're here? Yeah, I quite like the bit where the... the <laughs> Please. Where the hormonal woman threw the beer keg in the guy's head. That's quite funny. Very good. Uh, and, and, on, and on that note, thank you for listening. Catch you next week. This has been a live record of the worst idea of all time. Thank you, good night. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.